0: so we have arrived to the abode where i gush about my favorite series of all time the gilded wolf series now now we're in part two good morning good afternoon good evening Mizumi. whenever wherever you're listening to this the back door is open for you welcome i hope you enjoy your stay i'm your host sunny and this is another rad on sleepy eyes of rad where we dream of stories that makes our cells dance please note there will be spoilers ahead, sometimes major and some minor spoilers. I shall put the time in the description which indicates from where the music will begin. So you can enjoy this mix. If you want to skip to the if you wanna to skip to this music, to the songs, you're more than welcome to do so. I shall put the time at when the music starts for this mix on the description of this podcast of this rad jazz below. With that being said, in the Gilded Wolves, the first book of the series, it ended with the team needing Or wanting to find the Divine Lyrics. Because that's where Rujubekht, the villain, as we can say, as we can call him, leads them in, right? Severin wants to find it to become a god. Meanwhile, Layla needs it to heal so she can stay alive. But in the Gilded Wolves and the beginning of the Silvered Serpents, no one knows her secret except herself. Layla's secret, you know? The secret is that Layla, Layla dies when she turns 19. Even if Severin knows that Layla is forged, she can read objects with touch memories, but he does not know that she's gonna die after his, after her 19th birthday. Hypnos and Enrique share a moment, a really lovely moment by the end of The Gilded Wolves, just big book one, and everyone's grieving, but By the end of book one, everyone's grieving. All the characters are grieving. But Severin's holding it against himself. He's feeling guilty. He's feeling himself through grief of losing a brother and pushing Leila away because he's carrying the guilt of saving her over his own non-biological brother because he couldn't keep his promise to Tristan of I protect you. We're now in Russia, the Sleeping Palace, featuring the fallen house of Dasbog, Eva, and Delphine. Now, before we continue, right... Can we just take a moment? Let's just take a moment right here to say how lovely the name Kahina is. <laughs> I was just gushing over how awesome the name Kahina is throughout the series. And and in book two, you do hear a lot more about each character's past, where they come from, so on and so forth, their roots, where they began, what's p- pushing them forward, their motives, so on and so forth. But Kahina kahina is a major force one of the major forces of this series right now it's like she is basically um, kahina <laughs> kahina is severin's mother and and there's a there's, there's a past that we get to know about severin over time over the course of the the rest of the other two books which is the Silvered serpents book two and the third book which is the bronze beasts right which will which we'll see more next week. And Kahina is is a major force. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about Kahina. But Kahina, saying the name out loud, um, is a major force. It's super cool. I'm in love with the name, the way it sounds, the way it feels like homely. And also, it's really close. Like she's really close or wanting to get close to Severn in one way or another. Now, seren right he is throughout the ser- throughout the book this book the second book the Silvered serpents especially he's understanding his demons his desires his desire to become a god his desire for Layla, and how it was never about her face but her kindness her ability to understand and stay and his desire to also know tristan's ways and how a person can hold so much darkness but love so much okay in the first book, *The Gilded Wolves*, *The Gilded Wolves*, Severin, seven t- used to take like he took cloves, right? As someone I do not like cloves. Um, for so, for those of you who do not know what cloves are, cloves are the mo- the the best way I can say this, and it's, I believe it's a herb, and for us it comes in our vegetable pullavs, our biryanis um cloves is like it's really healthy and also apparently it helps preserve memories and so that's why severin used to have that in the first book but in the second book he stopped taking cloves and um now now uh here are some little little bits and pieces little snippets um but before i get into that Zofia, Zofia, Zofia can strike a match from her teeth, like just like she she doesn't need a matchbox. She's got her like it, it, what magic is this? Like you can strike a match. She's in love with fire, exploding stuff up, blowing stuff up. It's it's a natural. It's a it's a talent. Okay, and it's really cool, okay, like striking a match from her teeth i don't i honestly I enjoy reading that sentence because it sounds cool, and also I wonder what 's it like to to strike a match from your teeth like i'm not gonna i 'm not gonna try it, but like you know it's it's a curiosity, oh pondering curiosity and um is learning new things throughout this book. she is ready to ignite things up, blow things up, explode things. Um, her knowledge on how things work whether it be engineering how um, the minimal bugs that capture moments in time and the practicality um, of things over time and you know how how you don't want to be a burden towards even if you love them so much you do not want to you don't want someone else to carry your problems or your imperfections with you because they're your own and they they have their own conversations inside of you and if someone else were to see those conversations inside of you how would they react how are they going to carry it are they going to stay are they going to not you know are they not going to and it's not a, not only about the staying bit it's also about wanting even if like they want to carry it with you you don't want to sound like your burden like you're just dropping the imperfections with them so they can continue carrying it because even they have their own imperfections that have conversations inside of them. And so it's a whole conversation of how the practicality, the rationality of thoughts and conversations inside ourselves and how sometimes the irrational things are just sometimes assumptions. But when the assumptions are facts, equations may not always help. The feelings, the gut instinct, the inspiration, sometimes that's what takes it forward. The rationality of a thought or a feeling, for instance, right? And the fact that she holds on to equations as a form of truth, as a form of experience and perspective, is one of the most coolest discussions to have. Um, as someone who really is interested in the science and mathematics, I took I took physics and in high, I took physics in high school. It sounds weird saying it past tense now. Ever since I graduated, um, but. <laughs> um so quick note i graduated i graduated yesterday from high school feels surreal um but back forward back to the moment in time um i took i took physics in high school can, i can actually say that right now right taking i took physics in high school and as an art student as someone who wanted to want is going wants to major in art physics that too in higher level seems to be like a very aspirational thing to do um i did one of the reasons was i just genuinely scored really well in physics when i was in 10 and 11 um and i thought of taking it forward for ibdp right but by some magic of course it shifted it shifted throughout dp physics it's not the same as myp physics for a lot of different reasons and (laughs) And physics is a science, it's, it's one of the most beautiful sciences ever. I, like, each science has its own very cool importance in this universe, in this world. But to me, physics just holds a different sort of soft spot for me. Uh, maybe it's the way the universe works. Maybe it's the way it just links to life a lot more deeper. And I also really love the way Zofia links real-life context back physics whether it be the way people move momentum energy how energy is transferred it cannot be created nor destroyed um how the stars align whether it be explosions of stars to like build opportunities so on and so forth um and beyond and she is filling herself with light and is learning to take up space and be the light for herself for her best friends for the sleeping palace and because this world can be darkness can they can be darkness in this world sometimes even whether it would be internal universes external universes external universes so on and so forth enrique enrique's Unpacking clues, this fine book. He is unpacking history, knowing what he wants. He is not only unpacking history with himself, but also history with the sleeping palace, the fallen house, the the situation to get to the divine lyrics, right? Um, which at the moment is an assumption that it's a book, right? And Enrique is also the fact that the hope of wanting something, experiencing something is also discussed quite a bit in this novel. When you hope you want to grow in love with someone, but understanding that that this said someone is not always seeing them for who they are now, but seeing them for who they were, who they can be, not this moment in time. Like, you may understand their past and vice versa, but can two pasts build a future? Can you see me for me today? Not see me for for who I was yesterday and who I'm going to be tomorrow, you know? Can almostness feel solid? Um, that's the kind of discussion that he's having internally, but with history, he wants to be heard. Enrique wants to be seen, to be heard. That this knowledge in history, history is not only just a myth, but there's also stories, storytelling. Perhaps not necessarily. I mean, when I mean storytelling, it's not always fiction okay there are other ways that storytelling can be said and history holds a huge part of stories that we know now that we know today a lot of the films a lot of the media that we consume is based on history based on experiences based on stories that have left unsaid based on places people and things that we have may not have seen personally but we've heard of but we've talked about that we've you know um learned about academically or not you know and the fact that you want to be heard about something that you're passionate about wish that you'd be seen for who you are today wish that you'd be understood for who you are today and the intoxication of wanting to be understood today um, for who you are right this moment is, is a discussion that happens internally and also externally and hypnos meanwhile is gravitating towards a sense of belonging he wants to be there for severin and sometimes he wants to look out for enrique as well but to end but to hypnos their their relationship like enrique's and hypnos relationship is a bit of a casual it's about who he hopes that he can grow in love with but it then again it's about what you want in the bond it's a two-way street you know and so that whole discussion about can oldnessness feel solid? Can two pasts build on one future together? So on and so forth. Layla, 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 my sweet, lovely Layla. Oh, I can't. I, I'm just so over the moon for her. Like, look, I could have a whole jazz on her, right? But sugar and rosewater, we've missed it. I, this book, I missed it because you're starting. To, she's starting to carry the whole weight of her secret. Right. Yes, okay, Henrique and Sophia do come to know at some point, right? But it's different when you're the one knowing the depths of the way the secret lays on you, whereas it, and while it takes a bit of weight, it takes a bit of sharing to share to be vulnerable to some to your best friends despite the circumstances, it still makes you feel like you're missing something, like you're filling a void, the emptiness that comes with the secret, right? Baking does feel far away for Layla. this book. It's... But to her, love is all about eating. It's about having food together, making sure everyone's eating well, including herself. Cooking, baking with the thought that they'd love this. Sophia's cookies and Greek's massages and Hypno's feeling himself, you know. This way, healing feels like it's very close yet so far. By the end of the book, Layla has 11 days, which slowly becomes 10 days left. Um... Ruslan and Ava, I'm not going to say much about them because they're like they, another major force, two major forces throughout this book. They're interwoven really well, like super mind-blowing. Um, Ruslan is a patriarch of the fallen house and Ava and Ruslan are cousins, right? Now, here are some snippets of the pages whilst I just opened the book to tell y'all all about them. Uh, the We're going to be going from like... Uh, I'll probably start from, ooh, what do we have here? So I basically went from the back to front. So yes, let's go from, let's go from back to front, just to, just to tip it all off a bit. Um, to, right, yes, so Layla and Majnun. that is, well, Layla is Layla, and you know who Majnun is? You know who Majnun is? It's Severin, okay. Now, that's her nick. That was his nickname in the first book, but in the second book, she slowly stopped calling him that, or stopped calling him that entirely for a reason, right? And my nose is itching. And Ruslan, who's also really intrigued about the way history works and about the way poems and um and beyond work and literature and so on and so forth, he he asks if. Like knowing Layla, do you call Severin Majnun, and Severin does not know that she does. He does know what like Majnun means, madness, right? But he doesn't know where it actually came from. Why she called him as so, um, and which page, and it's. I'm literally not kidding, and and so. Rastan goes like, with a name like Layla and a madman for a lover, I do hope you call your Severin Majnun. And through another the call of the page, Severin does know that Layla had called him Majnun, which is madman. And she told him what it meant, but he never known that his nickname came from a poem. A tragic one too. A tragic one at that. Right? And... And he wants to know. So he cuts to know what actually happens. And for, there's also a bit of Lela and Majnun in the, the, the Chain of Gold series too. Uh, Cordelia and James as well. But this one, <laughs> imagine calling someone by the nickname of a poem, right? Okay, it's tragic. Um, it suits really well for this person, right? Only nickname that those two only know. And basically what happens is, um, she tells a story of the poem of Leila and Majnun, where once a boy and a girl fell in love, but they could not be together. The girl married another and the boy went mad and the boy abandoned himself to the wads of the desert. At the end, they had a chance to be together, but they chose not to. In the end, they chose to preserve the thought of other uncorrupted in their hearts. And the reason that comes up after that is that I don't think Layla could stand to see how much her Majnun had lost himself to the wilderness of his soul. In his soul. Which. (sighs) Oh my god! Um, Which is. I don't think Layla could stand to see how much her Majnun had lost himself to the wilderness in his soul yeah i'm just gonna let that sink in for a bit Layla, as in Layla, this character in the gilded wolf series and her majnun which is seven let that sink in for a bit pause this rad jazz if you if you wish to um and so that's that i personally did not know the poem about Layla majnun i feel like i should read the poem now but but the that the the, the the longing of holding the preserving the thought of someone you love uncorrupted in your heart is sometimes a better choice, I suppose. It is a whole journey, a whole debate that is probably not going to be able to fit in this rat jazz, but some it's there, it's there for sure. Yes, now we're going on to page. 195 uh if you have the book with you you're more than welcome to follow where is it oh i passed and it and if you don't have the book but have the ebook also you're more than welcome to pat like to go to the page i'm not sure if the physical copy of the book is the same page numbers as a digital as the ebook but if you were to check that out explore what you have and so on one thing that really um Intri- yes that's the word intrigued me is the nine muses i actually learned so much history throughout this series i'm not i'm not lying it's fascinating um and i guess it's also one of the reasons why i feel like i might have missed out on taking history but i'm also grateful that i didn't take history in in high school but took geography instead so sometimes that like, you don't want to make subjects academically like you really enjoy like in other instances, I really enjoy learn. I enjoy listening to Spanish music. I could have taken Spanish in in year twelve and thirteen, like for IB, for IBDP, but I took I stayed with French because I realized that I would feel a lot less inclined, gravitated towards Spanish if I took it academically. So I guess even if I did not know that then for history and geography, I decided to take geography. But knowing now that history plays a so much more major force in this universe today as a whole is is fascinating right now the nine muses is the nine muses is like a whole jazz right so there is cleo for history enter for music erado for love poetry melpomen for tragedy and then there's paul Polymnia, Polymnia for hymns. Terpsichore ter- wow. Terpsi-chor for dance. Thalia for comedy, and Orania for astronomy. And then there is Calliope, the music, the muse of epic poetry, revered in mythology for the ecstatic transcendence of her voice. And that oh my god it's like and then there are scrolls near it there are lyres. there are like all of each of these 90s is held an object that is most associated towards their resemblance right whether it be writing tablets masks lyres, scrolls you name it they're holding it um and there's like this sort of artistic choice towards behind all of these or sort of objects that they're holding and so on and so forth right and knowledge the, the knowledge that this history gains is like unpacking a whole story unpacking a whole book on the jazz like they are like yes they're a myth they're a legend right we you don't have to believe them to know them or you don't have to believe them to see them or so on and so forth but what you believe is what you want to believe in but like it's perhaps like it's what like knowledge how we all seek knowledge how we all look for it in the margins of our books and in the music and the in the media that we consume and how the scent of books stories and histories are wanting to be shared to be known to be felt to be coaxed forth and you know to to embrace the way we have grown over time right and it's it's great it's like as if they're inviting you to listen to the story about us inviting you greeting you like inviting you to listen about the story of the nine muses so on and so forth and my pronunciation might have been different it's my first time reading them out loud but thinking just just wanting about like just pondering about this is is surreal right one of the most important like one of the most coolest craziest and most intriguing fact that i learned throughout the in this in this novel the silvered serpents is the cosmic loss of innocence like i actually what page is it 80 page 80 right i did not know that we actually had a cosmic loss of innocence like we talk about innocence being lost as we grow from a teenager to a young adult young adult to our 20s like from 18 to 20 years old that kind of transition spring day by bangtan by bts is a is like one of the most beautiful examples of loss of innocence and spring day of like you know growing older into the adult world so however you may interpret it right and another source of loss of innocence could be night changes by one direction for different reasons but Cosmic loss of innocence. That is something else entirely. And I, someone who is very interested in astronomy and universe as a whole, this and that too, is literally everyone has that cosmic loss of innocence. Which is surreal, right? Where is it? Okay, there we are at page hundred, page ninety, page eighty. Where is page eighty? Oh, dismiss, just dismiss. Just okay. Page eighty. So basically, this is from Zophia, right? And there's a story. There's a story that her mother told her about angels and childrens. And the main thing is that before you are born, you basically know all of the secrets of the world. You know everything about the world, right? But an angel locked them up by pressing his thumb right above your lips. That's why everyone has a dent right above their mouth it's this idea of cosmic loss of innocence the thumbprint of a seraph right below your nose so it's like a dent this dent that we draw in portraits this dent of the nose the dent right above like right above our lips that's 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 the co- the idea of Cosmic Loss of Innocence. That as if we knew everything, but before entering the world, it's wiped out. So we can experience, embrace, bask in the ambience, whatever you may call it. Yes, it's happening. It's in there. And it's... Wow. And I was just sitting there going like, oh, this is so cool. This is super cool. Like, I remember drawing our portraits in year nine for art, for an art assignment. And I may I want to, like, the dent, I did not know the reason why there was a dent, right? I just thought it was some symmetrical purpose for our faces, right? But now that I'm reading this, it's like, okay, it doesn't have to be surreal. I do not have to see it to know it, right? But just imagining it as a possibility as, like, a cosmic idea jazz is, is is, it's, okay, hey, it's mind-blowing to me. It's phenomenal, right? I was about to yell, squeal to, with delight, but I'm a bit self-conscious doing this in this mic still at this point. So that is something to look forward to if you're planning on reading this novel, if you're yet to read this novel. um, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, there's so much more to it than just these things, but it's an overview nonetheless. So nevertheless, by the time they found, like the team found the divine lyrics, which was supposed to be a book, is actually not a book. Done, done, done. By the way, also, like, you know, we, we really want trust. Trust shall be back. And welcome to I Wish My Love Was More Beautiful, The Silvered Serpents Station. <laughs>
2: The winner takes it all. The loser is standing small beside the victory.
3: The God. like I always do, dancing through
2: You
1: He says, Oh baby girl, you know we're gonna be legends I'm the king and you're the queen and we'll stumble through heaven If there's a light at the end, it's just the sun in your eyes I know you wanna go to heaven, but you're human tonight And I've been sitting at the bottom of a swimming pool for
2: Do you feel? 나에게는 악마의 너의 그 sweet, up and beat up, Kiss me, 아파도 그래. 허선 날 조여줘. 더 이상 아플 수도 없게. Baby, 취해도 그래. 이제 널 들이켜 껴. 목에 내피내 마지막 주말. 둘수 없게 꽉 쥐고 나 흔들어줘 내가 정신 못 차리게 Kiss me on the whip 랩 수만의 랩랩 너란 감옥의 중독대기 랩 네가 아닌 다른 사람 헌빈 수 놓지 알면서도 삼켜버린 거기들어 비단 눈물 내 마지막 춤을 더 가져가
0: me that was that this is i wish my love was more beautiful the silvered serpent station thank you so much for tuning in thus far wherever you are i hope may the universe shine light on your cloudy skies we'll catch up with you all next week with another rad jazz until then this is sleepy eyes a rad and i'm your host sunny signing off and go dream about the stories that makes yourselves dance